bet a hundred on myself I've been all alone, ain't never need nobody else I'm at a top floor, sipping margaritas off the shelf Wish I had some coffee Props and Drops is back with an all-new action-packed show I am Gary Vaynerchuk, one of the co-hosts here with Matt Kalish who is ready to bring the thunder and there is a slight chance at some point the Herm might make a little tiny... I'm here. Oh, good. Itsy bitsy cameo. Kalish, how are you? What's going on in your world? Doing really well. More more of the same. Although, you know, coming off the Super Bowl is always a nice moment to just, like, celebrate what's been going on. Refractings had an awesome, you know, NFL season overall, but also Super Bowl number three app in the App Store with our sports book beat all the competitors. You know, that's really the goal that we always have is to be up there and to see DraftKings top three in the app store was pretty awesome. So we definitely like patted our marketing team and uh, Stephanie Sherman and everyone on the back. So that was awesome. And then, yeah, we were treated to a pretty exciting game as well. So yeah, really, really good stuff. What about that compelling on fire, most captivating sports night of the year, NBA all-star game? That must've had you really captivated with their record struggling ratings horrible i mean i saw like what i usually see which is tatum and Jalen scored 80 combined points i think it was or was it 90 maybe it was like 55 plus 35 the in game seven of the eastern conference finals will either one of them have the guts to take a shot in the last five minutes that's what i'm curious about because that was not what was accomplished last year when marcus smart bailed you and your celtics fandom out in that heat game yes <clears throat> I don't know if I would say that. I mean, I don't think we're going to leave it up to chance at all. This year. A guy like they didn't shoot in the last five minutes when it mattered most. Yeah. Well, it only mattered most because it was a close game, but if we just blow everyone out, then it won't matter. That is fair. Herm, what are you, what are you thinking about these days? Um, it was the first all-star game I didn't go to in a long time. Um, I, felt like, I think the sports world of, of um, the overlap of, Super Bowl and then the very next weekend being um, All-Star was very tough. Um, I actually want to, I, I, so I guess I, I really wanted to put an end to the All-Star game. And All-Star game needs some work. I feel like you should be a consultant um, to them figuring out how to make that more engaging. The end. Um, can we go, can we go back a weekend? Kudos to the NBA who once again shows their ability to react. The Slam dunk contest two years ago, real issue, other than Obi Toppin won it, which was amazing for me. But that whole time thing, and it doesn't count, them making that slight adjustment was just made the entire slam dunk contest so much more enjoyable. Three-point contest, Dame Lillard. Like, they got their weekend thing down. The Rising Stars games is, is good. And the slam dunk and three-point was good. I'm a big fan of getting the best players in the world instead of playing that basketball game that they played. I'll give the consulting for free right now. I think they need to do the best players in the world to play horse. Seeing Steph Curry and Giannis, you know how crazy horse would be when yeah. Steph just hits a half court shot and then, and then Tatum has to do it. And then, you know, like LeBron, like I think horse is actually compelling television. You know, don't forget that classic McDonald's Jordan Bird commercial of horse that was like iconic in the 90s. I think half of it besides those guys having star power is based on the fact that 
horse is entertaining and these guys can do shit. This is not like me and you, Herm, playing horse. I would, I would mess you up in horse. Herm, I will not only beat you in a fight, I would beat you badly one-on-one and I don't even know if you can shoot. I would destroy you in horse. Okay, well, we're playing pay-per-view, DraftKings. Great. Um, what is the opening line on horse? Herm sounds confident, so I'm going to say it's like uh, anyone can make a few shots and get lucky. I'll say it's uh, even. I'm going to lay even on this one. I think it's minus 120, Herm. I saw You have to be the favorite. I saw you playing basketball on the Instagram feed the other day, so you probably have played more recently than Herm. Herm hasn't played anything. I'm gonna. I would love to do some. I don't know if you guys could see. My face is getting chiseled. I'm down to a one solid one seventy one. I'm down. not true. You're like you're like a buck forty five. No, no, no. I have way too much muscle. Really, buck forty three. I'm thick. I'm one seventy one. You are bigger in person than people think you are. Uh, actually, this is a good time to bring this up. Can you please tell everybody what Apollo Creed son said to me? It was actually devastating. Tell the uh, story. Or was at the Knicks Lakers pregame. Gary, Gary and I are sitting together at this table inside, and uh, Michael B. Jordan walks up, gives an awesome bro tap to obviously me first, then Gary. That was edited, um, and then he said, "In front in of me, mid hug, Kalish in mid hug." Go ahead, Arm. In front of me, he said something along the lines of, "Bro." You're jacked. You've been hitting the gym? Yeah, you've been hitting the gym. And then Gary's immediate reaction was not, oh, dude, thanks. I have. His immediate reaction was looking straight into my eyes and saying, you heard that, right? (laughs) I was like, God damn it. I did. Ouch. Um, All right. Can we go back? I want to go back two weekends uh, when Matt was having, um, was welcoming another daughter to the world. Uh, Waste management open and Super Bowl. Yes. I So I've never been the waste man. Like, obviously, very involved in sports. Big sports fan. It was my first time the waste management open. Was that your first time too, Gary? Yes, it was. It was insane. A lot of fun. Like, the coolest sport. One of the coolest sporting events ever. Like, that was the... It's bizarre to me that the PGA Tour does it where it overlaps the Super Bowl. Because I feel like that should be its own destination. Like, separate. Um, and it would get more people. Like, next year, I wonder what it's like when it's not with the Super Bowl. Because... You don't get, you know, a bulk of the bigger names. Yep. Um, not playing. I mean, attending. But Matt, it was insanity. It, it was, was like hospitality after hospitality. Th- hundreds of thousands of people. Like they're golfing, and nobody's resp- nobody's staying quiet. They're screaming, and mm-hmm. it was a ultimate party and an awesome event. Like very impressed. Yeah. And the 16th hole is like the one, right? That's the one with all the, the stands where everybody's throwing the beers and everything. Yeah. It looked amazing. It, um, it's, yeah. it's something I definitely want to be back for non-Super Bowl, to your point, Herm, to get a sense of it. It's talk about a moneymaker. Jesus Christ. The sweets are tiny. Like those were tiny little ages. Like, they were like stables. There weren't even sweets. There was like stables of standing. Sports suite at the 16th. I'm like, great. Going to be bougieing it up. It was like, a junior high staple for like the staple race in like, oh God, it was, I mean, with all due respect to waste management, this is actually a compliment. The fact that they're able to charge what they charged 
for what was basically like an outdoor urinal stable. I was just going to say that. <laughs> I literally thought about his outdoor urinal setup. It was why I was refreshing. I, I have not been more impressed with a business in a long time than getting to that event, seeing the setup, thinking that that was like the fake setup for some sort of suite. And like, was AJ was like, no, this is it. I'm like, this is it. What? I'm like, we paid this much for this. Yeah. But everyone was so happy still. Because the, that, they're happy the same way that everybody was happy at like the reboot of Woodstock, even though 50 people died, right? Like when you're yeah. with people, you're happy. Yeah. You're happy with your, when you're with your people, even if there's no proper urinals or beverages. Now, that was not the issue of waste management. They did that stuff proper. And I got to say the pulled pork was delicious. I'm eating a lot more protein, as you can see by my chiseled face, Herm, as I prepare for beating you up beating you in horse and beating you 11 to four in one-on-one. There's no way you're over 170 pounds, maybe 152. I actually have been 175 to 180 for a while. I'm, I'm, I'm on my path to 165. What are you doing? Just a lot of snacking on lettuce? Nope. Just cutting carbs at all costs. Like, like carbs, like, like in my view, carbs are like bread. Are yeah. you saying like carbs is like sugar? Yes, both. Man. Yeah, but by the way, but not like beating myself up if like me, you and like, we're going to hang on Monday, Nick Celtics. And like, if, if Kalish is like, Hey, you got to try this pasta. I'm like, fuck it. Like, it's okay. It's a night when I'm with my boys. But like, for example, last two, three nights I've been working late just in the office and in my apartment. And the motto that me and Mike have taken is if I can, I will, which is me telling him, if I can, I will 100% not eat carbs. I'll just go protein heavy when I'm out. If I can, I will fast or go crazy depleted calories when I'm home and not being tempted, which is what my last three days were. But for me to be on the road for three weeks between LA, Arizona, LA, Utah, then I had a Houston, Austin trip right after Utah, for, to be on the road for two weeks, to come home at 175, which is like my mid, and then two days later, be able to go to 170, three days later, go to 171 on the scale because you know there's water weight and all that. But because I basically fasted for a day and a half and basically ate very tight the other day and a half. It's re there's, a, there's a real don't gorge when you're out, just eat proper. And uh, when you're not tempted, listen to your body and don't just eat for the sake of eating. And then the other thing of why Michael B. Jordan felt the fucking power that's emerging is on the days like today when I did heavy weights, feed the protein, feed the fucking protein. And it's working for me. And that's why you I say will. heavyweights. I mean, everyone's asking me, Twitter's going nuts because this is pretending it's live. Are you saying you're doing a lot of like power cleans? I'm telling you, like today I did rows. Eight press. I'm rows, doing okay. pound rows eight times three, 70. I mean, just six short years ago, 25s. And I was like, ah, like my strength is real. Yeah. And you're going to have to feel the force of that on the other side. Yeah. Um, I can't, I feel like I'm going off script. But I want to talk about something else. A lot of people are talking about when this, um, when the bet is being paid, specifically the donate, the $500 donation to the Jenkinson's Aquarium in Point Pleasant Beach, New Jersey. Send me an email. I'll get it done right now. I'm not sending you. What do you mean? That's not my job. Oh. What do you mean? I have to do it? Yeah. I'll actually, I'll connect you with the curator. I think it'd be great. Please connect me with the curator. I mean, we're going to do, Dustin, can we do a little clip of that? Like we get the curator on video and you tell him about the donation and he's going to be like, oh my God, we've never had a donation like this. This is incredible. What do you think? 
Dustin, he's right over there somewhere. Dustin, that's a yes. Yeah, how good would that yeah, be? Yeah, he says no. <laughs> Content. Um, you you do a charity work and nobody ever talks about it because you don't tell anybody. This is a good one. Let's talk about it. I, I yeah. like talking about that part of me, but like, I'll do it. Okay. Now, this thing, I, what I want to know is when you're, so your kids in school, when they do like the PTO fundraiser and they're getting the things to auction or whatever, do you have something like that where every year they do like an auction or something to raise money for the PTO? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So what do you, what do you donate? I mean, because it's gotten really, really interesting. I'm like, what I was talking to Mike about this. I'm like, my PTO is is uh, bringing together the auction stuff. I want to come up with a good experience. What what should we do? And um, they're so insane. Like the options you could bring to the table have, have got to be insane. Like, what do you do? I'm always big on business and wine dinner. I always crush. I crush like. I really, actually, I shouldn't even be saying this out loud because I'm going to get bombarded by acquaintances and friends, but like for two or three years now, you know, I have enough awareness now in general culture that my, the old days, 10 years ago when I would do the business dinner and wine dinner, it would do well. And it would be one of those middle of the pack items. The last three or four, like whether it's school or other nonprofits, it's been the one. And um, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Yeah, the wine selection. It's it's really good. Um, let's yeah, talk new, new era. Let's talk Go ahead. Let's talk collectibles. You, uh, Kalish, are really being serious about proper sports cards. I think you're buying in a good time, and I like what you're doing. I just want to give you daps on that. I've also been, like, scouring. I've come in second in, like, five auctions in the last month, pissing me off. Heritage, PWCC, eBay. Like, I'm just... I'm in striking distance. I'm just not sure. Like I still am, there's a part of me that still thinks we're in a bounced cat situation with the economy, which is seemingly it's okay-ish, but like on April 19th, it could just go ham the other way. I could be wrong, but um, that's keeping me from really winning the auctions. Um, thoughts? The markets are like uh, all over the place kind of. You know, I think there's definitely a scenario where things come come back a little bit more. And, you know, I probably bought 400 sports cards in the last six months. And the ones I feel the best about are like the five to 10 most valuable, like top, top tier. And the rest are probably like I'm buying them because I'm a Celtics fan and I'm trying to get like Robert Williams, everything and whatever. And I know that those aren't good buys. It's more of like a collector, uh, you know, I'm collecting. How did I not start this show with something that is going to make Matt Kalish ecstatic? That's right. All Star Weekend, Dwayne Wade has a spades tournament. I'm a real spades player. That's a fun fact. I was like multiple different people that were going to be my partners were, were unable to make the event. This is what happens when you try to pair up with rappers. So that won't be that won't be my strategy next year. Um, Micah Parsons, a minute before the tournament starts, is looking for a partner. So it's me and Parsons. We team up, yep. which made me happy because I hate the Giants, and I'm like, yes, my partner's a Cowboy. Uh, made Tyler Schmidt very happy because he's obviously a Penn State alum. So we're hyped. First round, Chris Brickley 
and his manager, you know, Brick, the great um, personality and trainer in basketball, we destroyed the shit out of them. They stuck. They stink. Second round, we look what happens. Oh, Taylor Rooks, the incredible sports uh, announcer and journalist, and Grant Williams. Hey. We sit down. We have a very competitive game. There's only time for three rounds. They got dealt the best hands all three times to their credit, especially Grant, who I want to say publicly is a very good spades player. Um, and uh, and they won. So I lost to a Celtic. I'm still upset. The party was amazing. Mello was drinking great wine. It was amazing. And uh, I left immediately. Much to the chagrin of Nick Dio and Tyler Schmidt and all my crew. They're like, where are you going? I'm like, we're leaving. They go, what do you mean? I'm like, we're leaving the event. I lost. We're out of the tournament. See ya. Damn. <laughs> That's great. Gary's my favorite kind of Gary. Yeah. I think he plays COD with like the FaZe Clan guys too. He's like a gamer. He he plays cards. He's like when at COD, he'll play um it, it seemed like he was more into the first person shooter stuff than he's not playing 2K a bunch, but yeah, he's really into that. He's like all over the games. I like that. He played really well. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff, man. He's a good guy too. Just got um elected once again by his peers first vice president in the nba players association so congrats you know big um it's kind of like bigger than the team you know he's he's playing at the league level yeah. really somebody that everybody's kind of like looking up to thinks you know has everybody's interest in mind so i think a good career ahead for grant i really do i hope he stays in boston i really 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 am struggling with what's going on with the celtics i hate them so much but I've come to love you and you're basically one of the most famous fans they have now. And it's just the truth. Jalen, Tatum, Grant are like the best dudes, thoughtful, doing all the right things. The kind of men, especially very young men that I admire. Marcus Smart is probably my favorite type of basketball player in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just that guy. Is oh, my, yeah. you know, like is my favorite. And so it's very frustrating. I'm not happy about it. Yeah. Everybody is just doing their thing. I didn't even realize this. Brogdon is the league leader in three point percent. He's hitting like 45% from three at pretty good scale. Like even the weird the the parts, you know? No, no. It's crazy how everybody has a clear job and they're all doing it. It's awesome to see. Who's that, who's that dude that just makes every fucking three-pointer for you guys? Hauser. Yeah, yeah, Sam Hauser. Pisses me off. Yeah. Yeah. Even but, Pritch. Like, Pritch hasn't been getting time, but, like, when he gets time, he's even hitting some stuff, making some plays, offense and defense. They have a great team. Hard pivot. Daniel Jones, contract requests. What do you feel in there? I, I mean, I like – I know this is a frenemy situation, but I love the guys at CAA Sports. Um, and T, T in particular is the man. It's one of Daniel Jones' agents. I thought that was super weird. I think it's like, it's not great. You mean, you mean that Daniel left them? Yeah, they left them in kind of a pivotal point, and I understand the business, but I also like, I think what you do, I think that whole business is crazy. Like, I can't I can't believe you're in it. Um, 
I'm in a tangent agent. I can't believe AJ's in it. He's such a calm, good dude. And I feel like that's a disaster of a business. But anyway, um, I, I think we tag him and there's no other option. We see how he, we, and I think he signs the tag and he plays on a tag. And if he's worth 45 million after this year, great. Pay him. Got it. My concern is, um, I really want Saquon to sign. And I think he is, I'm trying, I'm, Seems like Saquon's talking. He'll take. He'll do a deal. No, like he'll do a better. Yeah, deal. I just. I, I feel like he's not going to get sixteen million dollars, and I just. I think he's so valuable to our team in so many ways that just pay the guy. I get it. How are you feeling, about, I mean, you, Matt? You must be feeling terrible about your football team. <laughs> like, of the three of us here, we're all in precarious positions, but my intuition is that you're feeling the worst of the bunch. I'm not, I'm not expecting a lot. Yeah, I'm optimistic, but I'm not like sitting here thinking we're going to have a deep playoff. Run. Yeah, as we sit here on February 24th, this football is a 12-month sport. As we sit here on February 24th, I have a feeling that both me and Herm expect to make the playoffs next year, and you, ironically, are 50-50 in your brain. True? Not true? The fact that you think that I... The, you think the Giants make the playoffs again is actually crazy, but I love that. I don't think that. I think it was a complete fluke. I think the Vikings were a farce the whole way and that the Giants were incredibly fortunate in a lot of ways to make the playoffs next year. And I, at this point, there's so much in the offseason in the draft. But at this point, um, do not feel con- – I feel like I will be the most likely team in the playoffs next year. Now, we may not get Rodgers and Carr. And if we get Tannenhill or Jimmy G, I'll feel less confident. But at this exact second, um, I feel good. I feel like we are dangerously close with a ton of options. And I I expect another good offseason and away we go. Will you sit with me in my seats for the Giants game because the Jets are at the Giants this year? No. Nothing to do with that? I will be at the game. You think we're getting like a fight? Uh, yeah. Okay, I'd like to sit with you. Sports, Gary. You've only seen once when we got destroyed by the Rosenblatt kids in pickleball. That was horrible. That and was scenario. If you remember, I was overly calm the whole time because I knew what was going to happen. Why? I think you had no faith in me. I had little faith in you, but I also knew that I was in the beginning of my pickleball journey. For example, what I did in Austin, Texas. This last week in pickleball, I won four different matches, 11-0 with my partner. Now my Matt, for the record, this was literally 54 minutes before your wedding ceremony. We were sweating. Um, and this is all that was the biggest compliment Kalish has ever gotten. The fact that me and Herm were playing pickleball and sweating profusely 54 minutes before Matt was getting married only speaks to Matt, not us, which means we knew deep down that if we missed the wedding, Matt is so chill. And if we told him, he might've even thought it was cool. I think he would have. <laughs> yeah. You're right. It's just, yeah. it was just a big compliment to Kalish. Thank exactly. you. It was funny. I was getting some texts about, you know, people golfing that were getting there a little bit later, whatever people, we were in Cabo for the wedding. So there's a lot to do, like a lot, a lot going on, lots of golf, lots of pickleball, tennis, spa appointments that people had and whatever else. So yeah, it was all just like jamming as much as you can 
pretty pretty epic weekend. I love it. I love it. Uh, I'd like to do a clip back to me talking about the Jets and how optimistic you are, and then you talking about when you talked about Wilson, how he was better than Daniel Jones, and he's like a gener- could be a generational talent. I just think that's that clip is kind of interesting. I, I still don't feel like I've lost yet. Okay. Maybe I mean, we'll- I mean what, we don't have to look very far. Like 87% of Giants Nation wanted Daniel Jones out of town before this season. Right. Yeah, we don't have to argue this one. I mean, yes, the circumstances can change. Like Zach Wilson needed to hit rock bottom. He has generational talent capabilities, but he's a young man who's going through his process. And we've seen this before. I mean, look at Geno Smith, who was completely not and continues to be not generational talented. He is a starting quarterback in the NFL. That is remarkable. So this is not a diss on Geno, but Geno has been, because of his resurrection, talks aloud about his first three years, four years in New York and how he was too young, didn't understand things, was able to learn a lot, by the way, ironically, in with the Giants and watching the Elis of the world do their thing. And so, you know, I'm incredibly excited about Zach coming into camp as the number two option, likely not gonna beat out whoever we sign, clearly gonna be the backup. We all know that you're one play away in the NFL from being in there. Yep. There's a weird part of me that has a dream that looks like the following. We get a quarterback, one of these people we're talking about. Which one would you want, Rodgers? I want Derek Carr. Okay. Derek is doing great for week eight. We're six and two. It's all rosy. And this is crazy. Like, and Derek, if you're watching, because Herm clips this and tries to tarnish me, Derek. That's not true. Maybe gets, in, he gets injured. Maybe gets a cold. I'm not going to send it to him anymore. Bottom line is, do I want Zach Wilson to play next year, coming in as a backup and lighting up the field like a Christmas tree? The answer is yes. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, it seems clear they want like a vet in for a year, right? It's almost like the Derek, Cam- Derek Carr signs. The Jets are saying something very different. And they're saying like, Zach, you can have an open competition, but we're making a real commitment to Derek Carr. But like, you know, I'm thrilled to have Zach Wilson as the backup as a fan. He may not be thrilled, which I understand. But like, you know, I've always, I mean, I wanted the Jets to draft Zach Wilson and not trade Sam Darnold. I always believe that you can't have enough good quarterbacks. And if you're a true alpha, you may be frustrated by being the number two, but you're mentally prepared. And by the way, most number two quarterbacks play in a season. Yeah. That's the NFL we're in now. You had three guys play last year, Kalish. Mm-hmm. Did Daniel miss any snaps last year, Herm? Yeah. Yeah, just it's the modern NFL. So I don't know. I, I know why rookie quarterbacks start right away because the rookie contract is when you arbitrage to get all the big money people and try to win a Super Bowl. But I think with Jordan Love, what they were doing with Trey Lance, like obviously saw, like Purdy was a little bit different, but like I, I don't think a rookie should start in the NFL. I really don't. And I'm and I'm incredibly aware that people have done well. People have completely forgot that Patrick Holmes sat his first year. Yeah, that's true. That's like people forget that Aaron Rodgers sat his first three years. 
People forget that in the NFL, up until this new salary structure, kids sat Bradshaws, all these characters, they sat. Joe Montana didn't start right away. You know, and so it's the hardest position. It's hard. Brady sat his first year. Yep. People forget. Mm -hmm. I think that there's clear modern data that the kid that sits a year, like it, it's a lot better. <laughs> and I think that first year can crush and get into bad habits, especially if you're on a bad team. Sam Darnold and Zach, like, did not have great teams. It's hard. It's really tough. And he's getting, it seems like there's still a little bit of poisoning of the well in the media too with Zach. New York's impossible. People are just like not, not in his corner, which makes it tough. It's like, What's he doing here? Is he going to slow down? Okay, um, I, see it. I see it with Mac. Yeah. It's been super enjoyable for me to watch the Boston media be tough on Mac. Yeah. Thank God, finally. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be an interesting. I think if Zach could just keep his head in the right place and not create any distracting narratives about himself and just put his head down, he'll be playing this season. I agree with you. Herm, what should we talk about? Baseball's not far. There's some big UFC fights. There's a huge boxing match. Javante Davis versus Ryan Garcia that I think as it gets closer will bleed into pop culture. As we get into the two weeks leading up to that fight, I think the normies, know those guys have heard of them a little bit or have seen Ryan on social media. I think they'll get, that could be the boxing match that I think captures the normal's attention. John Jones is coming back to UFC. Um, you know, baseball has a lot of rule changes. The base is bigger. There's a lot going on with baseball that could be really fun and like a lot more stealing. There's a lot more going on. The shift is away. Like there's some real stuff going on in baseball. And I got to tell you, New York's rate, this is what is true about Madison Square Garden. When the Rangers or Knicks are good, which has not been common, New York City is the epicenter of the universe. Yeah. Let America. And Madison Square Garden that I'm looking at right now is the epicenter in the middle and the heart of New York. The Rangers being good is just really good for hockey. And I gotta say, hockey feels like it's in a nice little spot. And I'd like to see them, to, you know, they did a very good TV deal. No more of this fucking outdoor network and verses and nobody knew where to fuck to find it. ESPN, TNT, they're doing it proper now. And then there's, you know, pickleball you know, all over social. And now with this huge tournament, one-off, John McEnroe, Andy Roddick, Andre Agassi, and Michael Chang playing in a $1 million pickleball match the day before the NCAA finals. And that leads me to that. March Madness got crushed, I think, by COVID. I think out of all the things I think about that were like massive culture. Oh, yeah. I mean, that continues to be crushed. Go ahead. But you're saying like that that is still effed or it was crushed for the last two years and it's still trying to rebound? First year that we're out of COVID, right? Like this is actually the year I'm dying to see what happens with March Madness because I got to tell you, them. I think they didn't do the tournament that one year, right? We didn't do it that one year. Then the next year was a little weird still with COVID. Like I feel like out of all the things I can think of in sports, March Madness went from like a top five thing for like hardcores to like, it's February 24th and there's like no murmurs of it. 
I'd like to see March Madness crush this year because it is one of my favorite products. And that's on my mind a little bit. Are you going to go to the finals? Do you go to that? I've never done that. Where is the finals for this year? Houston. It's kind of tough. I like Houston. What, what do you mean kind of tough? Houston's awesome. I was in Houston on Tuesday. They have, um, they're playing, uh, Elite Eight is playing at um, MSG, which is cool. I might go to that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I really well, UFC, we don't have to talk about because we need to, we, the next step there is we need to get you two to a fight. And we don't have, there's nothing on the schedule that works until after April. And that's not announced yet. So that's a thing. Um, is there anything NFT related? I mean, if you think about the show, it's kind of interesting. It used to be like 90, 98% NFT and now it's more collectible. One thing I'll note on the collectibles, the um, the national show, Matt, this year you have to go. We're going to have we're gonna have our Wrigley Sportsbook open by then. It's at the end of July, mm -hmm. Chicago, you're going. Matt, please, it's the best. Um, NFT land, open editions are hot. The market's corrected. Blur, the marketplace. You know, royalties from projects are getting affected very heavily. I, I think we should set up the next show because we're out of time here. But there's a lot going on in NFT land, a maturity in the marketplace, um, lots of think through, lots of good projects, lots of good artists, lots of FUD. The mainstream media is clearly against it. And so there's a lot to think through and it's exciting to talk about. Awesome. Yeah, I think it'd be good to do an NFT focused next episode, just go like full hour, just dig into what what's been going on because there is a lot of news even like open sea testing no fee marketplace and things like that so i think it's definitely things are getting shaken up quite a bit and um it would be great to dig in i agree vcon coming in may so that will be we can tie a little bit of that in i could speak to that and like how nfts intellectual property real world IRL URL is a framework that I think the world has to support. I think every business as we head into 2025 and beyond from DraftKings having real life presence in stadiums versus where they started from where I started. One of the reasons why library one was because we were IRL URL from the beginning. Yeah. I was, I was doing curbs curbside pickup in 1998 order on the website, come to the store, pick it up. Not the way we do it today, post COVID we're like, but you had to walk in the store and we brought it up out to your car. Like, so I think IRL URL is a real thing. Um, and I think we could talk about that from an NFT standpoint. I think we talk about it today in business world from an e-commerce standpoint. Hey, if you're a direct consumer brand, you have to have a store presence. Hey, if you're a store presence, you better get your social and e-commerce right. I think NFT IRL URL is a great subject. Love it. Um, this is great. Next time we'll see you guys is uh, Monday night, Celtics Knicks. What yeah, do you well, think? Of this? Actually, let's end on this. Okay. So um, there's a bunch of little private areas at MSG, similar to other you know courtside experiences. That some are like anybody sitting courtside get, and then some are like certain people are allowed in. Um, because Matt is wearing Celtics gear, obviously. Yeah. Um, we're not, what do you think about not being able to get into the owner's suite? Do you like that? Do you think that's weird? Do you think it's just business? Or do you think it's just competitive? Well, I, think it's fully, I think it's fully appropriate. When I own the Jets, here will be the rule. If you're playing the Saints and Kayla owns the Saints, and we've been friends for 50 years, he's not allowed to wear Saints stuff. He's more than welcome to come. Suit, t-shirt, hoodie. 
Would but, you want to sit with him? What? Would no. you want to sit with him? Okay, no. got it. But in the pregame, you know, shrimp cocktail. Yeah, big shrimps. If he comes to my box, and the same thing, when I go to the Dome in New Orleans, I'm not wearing jet shit. I may have a green no. What? You're not going to wear any jet stuff? I would, wear game? I would wear it when Kay after I'm done shaking Kalish's hand in the owner's breakfast or on the field in my green suit. When I go into my box, I'll put on a jersey because I'm a maniac. I will be the most entertaining owner in sports. Hmm. Dustin just said there's a Seinfeld episode like this. Dustin, we got to clip it. This is a good clip. Good clip opportunity. Also, <laughs> last one, uh, actual last one. Dustin, how did it go with the TikTok idea of standing in Times Square and saying, who knows this guy? It didn't happen. <laughs> you know what that sounds like? It sounds like I did. It sounds like I won there. Dustin? I will do that today. <laughs> no, don't do it today. Don't do it. No, you don't have to do that. No, no, it has to be done. Claiming <laughs> um, that it was an action item. On Dustin works hard. So yeah, Dustin has the best Instagram out of anybody on this on this channel. Not Much good. better than yours. It's very good. Uh, the market has spoken, Herm. Me, 10 what? million. Dustin, not 10 million. Dustin, not Justin. Fantastic follow. Yeah, if you like BMX and remarkably smart humor. <laughs> I mean, okay, All right, everyone check that out. Actually, do a little scroll with a link. All right. All right, I'll see you boys later. I love you with all my heart. I'll see you Monday night. Nick Celtics. For all the marbles. Yes. Will the Knicks make the playoffs? Yes.